0: Welcome to the Canadian SME podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast, where we explore thought provoking discussions with experts on today's most pressing topics. I'm your host, Mahin, and today we have a truly exceptional guest who is at the forefront of reshaping the future of work. She's a sought after expert, speaker, and a columnist, and she's here to talk about the incredible potentials of veterans as hidden sources of talent in the workforce. Our guest today is none other than Lisa Taylor, the president of Challenge Factory and a recognized leader in the field of talent equity, demographics, and workforce strategy. With her extensive background in the corporate leadership and her dedication to career development, Lisa has a wealth of knowledge to share with us today. Hi, Lisa. On behalf of Canadian SME, I'd like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you
1: today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Lisa, very pleased to have you with us this afternoon. Now, you have a wealth of knowledge to share, and we're here to talk about the incredible potential of veterans as hidden uh, you know, sources of talent in the workforce. Now, Lisa, you know, uh, can you share with us why you decided to focus on veterans as a source of hidden talent in the workforce and what inspired you to co-author the Canadian Guide to Hiring
1: Veterans? Sure. So Challenge Factory, my organization has been looking at hidden pools of talent and the future of work for more than 12 years. Mm -hmm. And over the course of that journey, we started actually the longest uh, standing area that we have deep expertise in, looking at how older workers engage in their careers later in life. And it was many years ago when I was talking with someone who's a recruiter and I was explaining how it feels to be an older worker transitioning in your career in your 50s or 60s or even your 70s and how you feel like you've lost your sense of community because you're no longer working with the people that you used to work with. You used to have a connection to the brand or the company that you worked with, but you can't really say that you're connected anymore. And you didn't have a sense of being able to introduce yourself in the present or future tense. You could only say, I used to be the vice president of whatever it is at whatever bank you are at or company that you work for. Mm-hmm. The recruiter stopped me and said, oh my gosh, Lisa, I released from the military 13 years ago, and you are describing exactly how it felt to me when I left the military and had to make sense of the civilian workplace. I lost my sense of identity, and that undermined my ability to be able to convey the skills or what I could bring. It was an environment that was totally foreign to me, and I really didn't know how to navigate, and there didn't seem to be great supports. So from that origin point, more than 10 years ago, I became and Challenge Factory became really curious on why is it that veterans have such a hard time transitioning into civilian employment? what we can learn from other transitions that are taking place in our workplaces, whether it's with older workers or other pools of hidden talent, and how if we start to get things right with veterans, we may actually unlock potential for helping all of the other hidden pools of talent as well. So that really was the original starting point, the motivation, and the reason to write the Canadian Guide to Hiring Veterans Along the way, what became important was to understand and recognize what myths hold mm-hmm. employers back from even knowing that this is a valuable and viable talent pool. How can mm. we address those myths with good data and actual research that's based on Canadian reality, Canadian workplaces, and Canadian veterans, as opposed to perceptions of veterans that we get through American movies? Um, And how can we advance this conversation in a really meaningful way?
0: Right. Now, you have quite an extensive experience, you know, you've encountered numerous veterans in the civilian workforce. Uh, Lisa, what are some of the unique skills and qualities that veterans bring to the civilian workforce and how can organizations
1: tap into this talent pool effectively? Yeah, so veterans are trained in how to make the best use of limited resources and how to respond to changing and unpredictable conditions. So if we think about what's going on in the world of work today, we're definitely in a situation where there are restrictions and limited resources and continually changing conditions. Mm -hmm. Veterans are also really trained on how to work as a team and not just for the sake of the team, but in service of a broader purpose and mission, like a goal of a company or a department. Right. Organizations often approach new employees with a way that they look at bringing new employees on board to learn about the employee, give them a chance to meet their team, and over time, learn about the organization. Veterans do this completely different. They want to come in and understand what's the mission, what's the biggest purpose and goal that we can have together. How can I help and support my team? And how do I fit within the people that are here to help me do my work? And then they think about themselves. So they put themselves last, mission first. And that's a complete reversal from the way that most organizations tend to operate. It's a way that we can actually learn from veterans to think about why are we setting ourselves up to have me first cultures from the very beginning, as opposed to really focusing on what we can be learning from veterans and how you build a collective culture and community that's focused on the goals that we have in front of us.
0: Lisa, you know what, we'd love to hear about some real world examples, you know, could you please discuss any success stories or case studies where businesses have leveraged veteran skills to their advantage? And what are the key takeaways from those experiences?
1: Yeah, so I have many different stories. Some of them are showcased on a hidden talent podcast that exists where veterans have a chance to talk about their exposure to small business and what that meant to them. But one story comes to mind, and this is a story where a team of two veterans had been hired into a logistics company in Canada, in Ontario, on a short-term contract, and while they were going about the work that they had been assigned to do, the tasks that they had been hired for, they noticed that there was significant inefficiency in how trucking routes were being designed, managed, and scheduled. And so in working together with the dispatchers and in understanding why things are set up the way that they are, they were able to present different alternative options and solutions to use the resources more efficiently that actually led the company to completely change how they manage the routes and the logistics of how they have their trucking company moving through the province and through the rest of the country into the United States. By making those changes to the routes and how the dispatchers managed those routes and how scheduling happened, the company saved a million dollars in cost in the first six months. So it was an incredible example of where veterans just saw something where they knew there was a better way to do it, took the time to figure out, wait a minute, why is this the way that it is? Didn't necessarily assume their way was better. And then worked within the existing resources, company culture, and constraints to make a change happen that had an enormous impact on the bottom line for that company.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, Lisa, you've mentioned talent equity, which is a very crucial topic in today's workforce. How can companies ensure that they're not only hiring veterans, but also providing them with equal opportunities for career growth and development?
1: Yeah, so I think some of that comes to what I was saying about recognizing that veterans are going to want to fit into the broader frame, they're not necessarily going to want to focus just on themselves, and often they are pigeonholed into specific roles. So veterans coming out of the military, often people try to straight line, well, what did you used to do and what's the closest civilian job we can get you? That's the closest match to what we think you did when you were serving in the military. So they're often streamed into roles that are related to security or cyber security or first responder types of activities. But the truth is the military has a wide variety of roles. It's a really large organization. It has accountants and human resource specialists, logistics officers, project managers, supply chain caterers, quality assurance, you name it, it exists within the military. And so we don't need to just think of Military members as people that are great for security, we really need to be seeing them for the full spectrum of skills and uh, exposure that they've had in all different types of projects and missions. That they've participated in and then find the best way to maximize their talent inside of our organizations.
0: Right. Felisa, your work often addresses the future of uh, work and career development. Um, How do you see the role of veterans evolving in the workforce, uh, especially in the light of changing market dynamics and technological advancements?
1: So in today's environment, the fact that veterans come ready-made with skills in how to shift plans, how to respond to changing conditions, how to sense what's going to happen before they actually know Building relationships and working together as a team, even when they're remote from each other and using technology to be able to advance the work that they do. This is all the day-to-day stuff that happens within the military. And so when we think about the dynamics of what we need inside of our workplaces and the kinds of changes, practical changes, job task changes, and culture changes that all of us need to be participating in as we shift into the future of work. That experience that veterans actually have from their military service is incredibly valuable. It helps us to really understand what might be possible for us to apply military thinking in different ways to be able to help us stay out ahead of some of the trends and to create better initiatives as we look into the future. It's one of the goals that we have in the Veteran Friendly Ontario Challenge to be able to leverage that military smarts and expertise in new and creative ways to help businesses.
0: So finally, Lisa, as an expert in workforce trends, we'd like to hear your advice. Could you offer some practical advice for veterans transitioning into civilian careers as well as for employers looking to attract and retain veteran talent in the long term?
1: Sure. So my advice for veterans is not to overlook small and medium-sized business. It's a sector that doesn't get a lot of exposure when veterans are preparing for their transition out of the military. They don't hear a lot about it. And they certainly don't know or recognize that 90% of the Canadian private sector um, economy, people that work in the private sector within Canada work within small and medium-sized businesses. It's it's where we're all working. Mm -hmm. And instead, They think that most of the jobs are within the big brand name companies that they hear about or that do really active recruiting through Canadian Armed Forces. So my first piece of advice to veterans is to really do a good market scan, get some good situational awareness of where are people within your local community actually working and how can you fit within what's going on in small and medium sized businesses by overcoming your own perception of what that means. Often veterans think that small and medium-sized business is simply uh, a, a frontline or a main street retail opportunity. They don't realize that we have complex manufacturing, distribution, you know the whole gamut of sectors that exists within small and medium-sized business. It's kind of the opposite of what I was saying before where people don't realize veterans have all these skills. Veterans mm-hmm. don't realize small and medium-sized business is a really dynamic place to be. So that's my advice for veterans. My advice for employers is to find ways to overcome myths that you may hold about military members and veterans. Most Canadians have very limited exposure to people that serve in our armed forces. And as a result, our perceptions are based on either myths, things that we hear in the media or American television and movies. So having exposure and getting access to programs like the Veteran Friendly Ontario Challenge is so important because in those types of initiatives, that's where the opportunity exists for organizations to come together and get exposed to veteran talent, work and learn from each other and come out of it with a much stronger sense of how if we access this hidden pool of talent, we can overcome local labor shortages and we can grow the economy together.
0: Alisa, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to discuss this very important topic with you. And uh, thank you for sharing your profile and insights and expertise on veterans as hidden talent in the workforce. I mean, your passion for reshaping the future of work and your dedication to career development are truly inspiring. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. And that brings us to the end of another enlightening episode of the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. We hope you found today's conversation with Lisa Taylor as inspiring as we did. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. We want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to our partners who stand by us and make this podcast possible. Thank you to our exclusive banking partner, RBC, for their unwavering support, our exclusive shipping partner, UPS, for helping us reach our listeners worldwide, and our exclusive accounting software partner, Zero for keeping our financials in order. Don't forget to connect with us on social media for updates on upcoming episodes and other exciting content. Until next time, this is Mahin signing off. Stay curious and keep exploring the world of ideas. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders.